Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Pretty hectic. Already have the popsicles out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it's already freaking 400 degrees, so I think that's okay. Yeah, we were just outside for a while, so I was just like, if you guys want a popsicle, let's kill it. I'm distracting Polly with these little creamy whatever things. (laughs) She loves them. I love them. Me too. They're so good. They are so good. And the yogurt bites are so good. And I hate seeing all these articles saying that they're like choking hazards, but like I'm eating them and they're dissolving so quickly. I don't get how they're choking hazards. There were peach ones that I literally was like, I I think I bought them more for me than I did buy them for Hazel. Right. Right. (laughs) These ones are like organic Greek yogurt, blah, blah, blah. They're so good. Yeah, I'm pretty much like, damn, this is my diet. It's like basically I'm having a parfait in the morning. <laughs> uh, getting all of our fruits and vegetables. <laughs> okay, um, I wanted to start out by being like, this is the Lonely Mom. And we've created a place for moms, even some dads that I've noticed. Yeah. Um, Just to establish that we have like a group. Like we have a... Right. That we're all in this together. Yeah, so we could create some type of connect, like connection with other moms or dads who feel the same way. But it is called the lonely mom, so maybe I'm a feminist, but maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But dads are welcome. Dads welcome the dads. Welcome the moms. Welcome, welcome. Um, I started the lonely mom because. When I was in a, when I, last year I was in a, or I was married last year, I'm still married, but I was married last year and my husband was working all the time and I had a one-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son and it was just really hard being by myself all the time. And so coming out of, uh, like coming out of work one day, I was just like, well, it would be really cool to be able to connect to somebody else because yeah. when I was a stay-at-home mom, I definitely felt like like I was locked in I had nobody right then as a working mom I kind of felt even more like I had to be like at work and I was a certain person and then I'd get out of work and I had to like immediately turn on that mom mode yeah so I feel like it's it's a I've done both I've done stay at home and I've done working and I'm it's both both very hard yeah so um creating a podcast for this type of thing just for like Sometimes when you're cooking dinner, you don't have nothing to listen to, or if you're waking up and your kids are doing whatever, like if your kids are like mine, they run outside, (laughs) they're not listening to you, so you might as well listen to something else. (laughs) Mm. Especially during this crazy quarantine time, I think this will be a great thing for moms, parents, whatever, of all um, groups, ages, kids' ages to listen to and get some entertainment and maybe some adult interaction even though we can't really have adult interaction right now right yeah I definitely agree with that um I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old my five-year-old is a boy named Zephyr my daughter is two and her name is Hayden Blue and uh, when I created the Lonely Mom I reached out to Chelsea because she is, um, like, we were in this type of situation where we were having conversations about 
this and that pregnancy life cheating having kids all this stuff and um brought chelsea in on the lonely mom we both created the lonely mom group on facebook and um we have a facebook a twitter a everything but i i usually am like interacting mostly on facebook i would say because to keep up with social media is it's exhausting yeah and i think our facebook group like um that i mean that's the original thing that you created and it's more so uh for interacting like a lot of people will ask for advice on there um just kind of venting about mental health with being a mom um postpartum things like that so that's my favorite is the Facebook because we get to actually like make that much of a difference you know yeah reaching out to people and people reaching out to us so yeah and I do love that um I'm not from this area so like the people that I have on the lonely mom Facebook And even the Lonely Mom Instagram, I have uh, a lot of friends from where I grew up. And I feel like even that connects me to them as far as being a mom, because I wish that I could. um, I really wish that I could be moms with my friends from back home. But right. I live here. So it does make it a little bit easier to connect with my people, the people that I grew up with and like let them vent and me vent. And it's just it's just a nice little thing so anyways um yeah so we're here to create some type of something for all of you and even for us this is therapeutic right (laughs) Allie and I haven't been able to hang out in about three months so (laughs) great (laughs) yeah basically we um we're like hey can we come up with an excuse to talk (laughs) drink coffee and bullshit yep okay um so Chelsea has a almost nine month old baby yeah well she's nine months today wouldn't she oh yeah today's her birthday she uh she's nine months her name is Pollyann. Allie actually named her so <laughs> that's great <laughs> uh, she doesn't sleep ever she doesn't nap she is starting to hit and get an attitude and I love it it's so much fun <laughs> <laughs> I love it here um yeah, we are – she's still breastfeeding, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we are both, like um, – well, I started out being very um, organic-friendly. Right. Um, breastfeeding for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I could plant a garden in my backyard <laughs> and sustain myself, I would. Um, but – I don't know. In the last couple months, I guess quarantine has something to do with that. I've literally been like, okay, here's the here's a pop table <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning, and, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy your day. I think that's okay though, because I mean the this these are crazy, crazy times. So if we I know give our kids a freaking popsicle, I let Polly taste ice cream yesterday, regular yeah. old milk ice cream, and I am so against dairy milk, like so gross. <laughs> And I let her taste it. And I was like, damn, stop. Because she was loving it. And I'm like, no milk for you. <laughs> She's all, get that breast milk out of here. <laughs> right. I'm trying to have some But I mean, Polly's only nine months old. I could not imagine having, first of all, two kids. And kids you have to, like, actually entertain all day. <laughs> like, Polly's pretty, like, I can sit on the ground with her all day. And she's good. But, like, during this quarantine, man, stay-at-home moms. I have a 
new respect for and also parents of toddlers and small children. Oh, man. Um, I've been talking to a few different moms about like their experience with being in quarantine and having kids or like even like I wouldn't say kids. Yeah, having kids like kids that are like 10 years old. Right, and right. And I have friends who have like multiple kids who are under yeah. the age of four. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like yeah. I I cannot complain. Like Yeah. I'm my uh, niece, my oldest niece, she is always on the go. She always wants to be going to the rec, play basketball, go ride scooters. Like she's always, always, always on the go doesn't like being at her house on the weekends she wants to go play with her friends whatever and she doesn't understand a lot I don't think any kids understand especially at like 10 years old like what all of this really means you know yeah so you try to explain to her but like my sister-in-law is just the bad guy that's not letting her go play with her friends you know yeah so it's it's definitely challenging and I I think every age group is a different challenge no, I, def- I, I definitely agree that I don't think that kids know exactly what's going on because right. we've just been telling, I don't know what everybody's been telling their kids, but like we've just been telling my kid um, that there's germs. So we're like, yeah, we're like, because yeah. uh, my daughter, she, she pretty much just stays in the house anyways, but right. like, or goes on walks and stuff like that. She wasn't really on the go, but Zephyr. He was out here playing basketball. He was yeah. out here um, going, going to preschool, park. going to the park every mm-hmm. day. Like when he's with me or when he's with his dad, we are doing stuff. We don't just like right. sit around. And I think that that part for him is like the hardest because he's he's yeah. going nuts. But he's also five and he doesn't he has the attention span of that dog from up. Like he literally yeah. is. <laughs> He does not focus on anything. He's like, all right, well, I'm bored. All right, I'm not bored anymore. Right. Yeah. In our house, we have been um, through, because we have um, like a Roku. We watch like all the Netflix, Hulu, all the yeah, things. Yeah. And um, we have watched all of the Fuller House. <laughs> okay. I don't even like the Fuller House. Right. Me either. He has made us watch all of the Fuller House. I have seen Victorious oh 40 times. <laughs> and then there's another one. Um, my cat. Oh. <laughs> uh, my... Yeah, Mom, I checked that there wasn't anything. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm just been, I'm tired of whatever the hell is on TV. I've almost at this point where I'm just like, I wish I almost had cable. Right. You guys don't have cable at all? You only have that thing? Yeah, we just have, like, the, we have, like, all the subscriptions to all these different, like, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, we have all of those, but we don't have any, like, real. I think that's the way most people are going these days is no cable. Well, the cable we company was trying to charge a girl $250, and I'm just like, right. why? <laughs> right. Like, I literally well, would get cable just for the Today Show, because I <laughs> love the Today Show. But I love the Today Show. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'll just have to wake up with some different news outlets. I'll just have to do something. I'll stream something, because yeah. $250 a month is just unreal. The amount of money that I'm paying to watch television is just tripping. Yeah, we don't even have Wi-Fi out here, so we, like, just have cable, and we don't have, like, I don't know, we don't really watch that much TV. Sometimes we'll rent a movie on the 
uh, cable thing, but not really. The, um, man, I say um a lot because I sit here and I say something and then I think I hear my kid coming to <laughs> catapult themselves into my room. Um, one thing that I have noticed about being in quarantine is the fact that I have, I had postpartum anxiety really bad. Yeah. And, um, I don't anymore, obviously my daughter's too, but now it's just like a straight up anxiety and I cannot stop thinking about the kids or the wives that are at, or even the dads that are at home and they are like being abused. Like I just, right. Laying in bed at night, I'll be all fine. Everything's all good. And I'm getting ready to go to bed. And all of a sudden, I'll start thinking, like, oh, my God, like, of the families that aren't going to sleep, like, in a good way. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like that part is enough to be like, oh, shit, like, this is really, really fucking serious. Yeah. I think the, um, I mean, obviously, the general health, like, people not getting the coronavirus is so, so important. But also the mental health from the, like aftermath of this and like in the midst of it I was when it first started I um posted on Facebook I think I posted on the lonely mom too just being like uh if you guys like my way of giving back to the community like if anyone needs to reach out if anyone needs a friend like I'm here and I think that's so important it made me think of like whenever I first got home with Polly my um parents were opening a restaurant so I was home a lot by myself I had a few people come visit, but not as many as you expect. And I think that just goes with having kids and becoming a mom. You kind of, people kind of fall off, but I mean, that's fine, whatever. But I was so, so alone. I was like, well, I mean, through my pregnancy, I felt really alone as well. There, that you were a big person that got me through a lot of my pregnancy and made me feel a little bit less alone. Yeah. But this this just reminds me of that, like. And everyone's like, oh, we're in isolation. Like, that's the word that I felt whenever I brought Polly home. It's just very isolated. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I definitely feel like um, having a baby in general, you um, you just kind of have to get used to being in the house. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, when yeah. I had my daughter, I remember feeling like, wow, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, And this wasn't even in a quarantine. I was like, I couldn't imagine having a baby right now and then being afraid to literally go anywhere. Right. To even go to the hospital to have the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And having this conversation with other uh, people who have just recently had a baby and I'm just like, yeah, well, that board being all bored and shit, that's that's basically what it's like having a new baby. <gasps> right. And you, you have an excuse to be like, oh, no, I don't want anyone to come over for the germs because... Yeah, (laughs) but it does it does seem like it it just seems like a lot. I mean, as many times as I've said, like, I am cool with like just chilling alone when you after you have a baby, you kind of are like, can anyone come over? I remember. Right. um, There was one day that my sister-in-law came over. A good friend came over and um, they had just came over on a whim. And I remember being like, wow, man, I really miss people. Right, yeah. I felt like I didn't... And that first, like, getting out after you have the baby. Like, yeah. I think one of the first places I went, probably my brother's house or your house, and it just, like, that that freeing feeling of being like, oh, this house, I can walk out of these doors, you know? Like, I'm not stuck in here. It just feels great. Yeah. You don't have to feel so alone. Like, even though it is lonely, you know what I mean? Right. You don't have to feel so alone all the time. It's... Yeah. 
it's a mental game I definitely would say I came home with my daughter and I remember having um the baby blues like immediately like uh, my feet were swollen everything was just not good and I remember being like I'm so sad and I couldn't even tell you why I was sad because when I had my son I will get home feeling like a million dollars I was just like this is the greatest feeling of all time so to have the 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 other experience it was like it was life-changing because yeah I remember like I remember somebody telling me and I remember telling you at one point but I remember somebody telling me like you think you're lonely try having a baby right and then I remember being like yeah 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 but like once you're pregnant nobody wants to hang out with you no no one (laughs) no one like I have I'm grateful that I have or when I was pregnant with both my kids I had always had my brother and I always had Crystal so it was nice to be like you know I never had like a mom so I could never lean on like a mom yeah but to have both of them when I was like the most lonely Uh, yeah I I think did you you you're talking in your pregnancy or after you had them well both yeah um in my pregnancy with my son I had lived with my brother and Crystal and um when I had came home it was just like everybody just kind of fell in line it wasn't like you know it wasn't it was like I don't know it was just a really good experience after having my son I just remember feeling like this is great I feel so connected to my brother to my man Mm -hmm. at the time and I feel so connected to my Crystal and Crystal is her best friend slash wife slash sister slash soulmate (laughs) slash kids godmother yeah (laughs) and um whenever I would need anything it was just so easy to be like hey I need this and I just felt like super supported at the time and then with having my daughter I feel like I felt less supported because of my own like mental health I was having a really hard time well it's a whole different thing to have to bring a baby home from the hospital but you also have another kid at home you know yeah and I was worried about him not getting enough attention mm-hmm. having another kid is like a whole like that's a whole different ballgame like you're shifting all the love from one kid to both kids and it's not like you love either one like in a, any less it's just that they have separate needs so yeah. it's hard to meet everybody's needs and your own and to take care of the family and three weeks after I had my daughter my husband had went and just signed up for school so he was gone for he would leave at 5 30 in the morning and he wouldn't come home until 11 30 at night yeah wow so it was like I was home every day with just my two kids wow yeah so that's a lot pregnancy is hard (laughs) so I see I was thinking about like how to speak on that and like I loved but also hated being pregnant I like, loved physically. Physically, I loved it. I felt so good. I felt beautiful. I loved every like change in my body, everything. I mean, I was in like a little bit of pain and like whatever, but mentally I was so stressed out. Yeah. I freaking did not. I literally every day I was like, what the hell am I doing? But like, your experience hell... was a lot different. Right. Yeah. So I, um, I, I mean, I found out or I was told by a doctor whenever I was really young. So I wasn't, it's not like this is a, it wasn't not to sound like disheartening or whatever, but like hearing the news that I couldn't have kids wasn't, 
life that life changing to me because I found out when I was really young. But in my freaking 20 year old head, I was like, oh, YOLO, 21 year old head. I'm like, YOLO. And then I got pregnant and I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and and then I found out when I was like eight weeks pregnant, eight weeks long. And then um, my baby daddy cheated on me whenever I was nine weeks with um, my very best friend at the time. And so there goes my baby daddy and there goes that bond with my friend. And so there's Chelsea being pregnant all by herself, you know, and I, I had my parents and I'll never like they were supporting me so much. But yeah, I was super duper alone and didn't know how the hell I was going to do it. I had to move back from Colorado and move back in with my parents after being moved out for however long. And it was hard, really hard. Yeah. But physically, I felt great. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, that situation, I feel like any person that cheats on a pregnant girl, I don't care how pregnant, like, you are the, the garbage. Right. The worst. And um, I just feel like in that situation, that's just, like, that had to have been, like, hard as hell. I mean, just, that just has to be hard as hell. I, um, with my pregnancies, I had, my husband was there you know yeah yeah so I don't know I just feel like for everybody I've heard some sad stories man like right and to hear like the experiences that some people have gone through it just breaks my heart yeah thankfully I didn't really like my baby daddy too much so it's not like my feelings were her but it was just like the like okay now you're on your own kind of thing nope yep yep yeah so like it had but at least he had like made this move so early in your pregnancy that you kind of were like well this is all me now from here right right and I think it um I don't know it made me the mom that I was going to be because it was I had to be way stronger than I ever had to be in my entire life yeah well I mean yeah I actually I feel like he did that like he set you up right rude but at the same time it's just kind of like dodge the bullet yeah yeah definitely dodge the bullet I feel like some of us out here who um deal with mental health issues we are out here being like oh everybody like wants to be pregnant okay I mean not everybody there's definitely those few people that don't but everybody wants to have a baby eventually like it's in their plan it's in their mindset it's like what what, like what may be happening but nobody wants to talk about like the the shit that like really goes down once you are pregnant because like it's all gumdrops and rainbows getting pregnant and like in the first few weeks when you're like I'm pregnant everything's great Everybody wants yeah. to be around or everybody's claiming like I'm granny, I'm godmom, I'm this, I'm mm-hmm. that. And then once mm-hmm. the fun shit wears off, everybody starts being like mm-hmm. who is this? Like mm-hmm. you, nobody wants to answer the phone, nobody wants to show up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. nobody wants to just like do what they have to do to be like a real friend. And yep. for the pregnant person to be forgotten, like I think it's such a trip that when you have your first kid, people want to be like hella supportive. But nobody yeah. wants to be around or supportive when you have a second kid. Right. Because they're like, oh, no, you got this. And at that point, it's like, no, I don't. Like, I need some yeah. damn help. This sucks. This is hard as hell. And, and every pregnancy is different. So, like, you're going through different emotions, different physical changes, different everything from kid number one to kid number two to kid number three. Right. Yep. 
So you need that different support. But like, it's so true. You find out that you're pregnant and you got 10 friends. Then the baby shower comes along. You got five friends. The baby's here. You have two friends. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like you, your life changes. You become an entirely different person. So like you need different friends. I definitely feel like pregnancy weeds out the people that you needed to weed out. Yeah, for sure. Because like, like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like you are able to see people for who they are when things are either shitty, which isn't, pregnancy isn't shitty, but you are sober and you have mm-hmm. to start real, like realigning your priorities. So yep. I feel like when you start to do that, people are like, oh, well, fuck that. Cause like, I'm trying to still yeah. do me. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not until they are in that situation that they're like, oh, well, shit. Uh, yeah. I actually, and I think that's where I feel for people who are pregnant because I didn't have, um, like, I never had any parents to be, like, not through any of my pregnancies. My dad passed away before my daughter was born. And I feel like in my pregnancy, I was still having to, like, mom him. Until the baby was here, I was having to be, like, more of a mom. And and then when, um, so it's easy for me to be, like, I know what it's like to be lonely as a bitch and be pregnant. And not have, like, certain things you want to talk about you can't really talk about, you know that kind of thing yeah so like whenever I have like a friend who I care about and they're pregnant I'm like all right well what's good like we pregnant right yes and you were that that's how you were to me and I mean that's the that's the kind of friend you checked on me more than my baby daddy (laughs) (laughs) well like that's the type of well when you care about somebody not just some bitch on the street getting pregnant but I'm saying like when you care about somebody you're like all right well what's good like you don't want I had so many friends before I got pregnant. And then I got pregnant. And I was like, where are my friends at? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then and even in breastfeeding. Any of the ones that you lost um, moms yet? Um, I would say, yeah. Oh. Like they're on their way. I really don't even know because there's two people in mind that I am just completely cut off because I was just like, well, your number one priority in this life is just drinking. Right. And don't get it twisted. I love to have me a drink, but girl, like I, there are different things to be doing out here. Right. Priorities definitely change. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that if your priorities don't change, then you don't need to be a parent. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of like, uh, just so stuck because I, I hate thinking about the kids that aren't being placed as priorities. Oh my God. Right. People are so quick to be like, I want a baby. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. And then the baby comes and they're like, oh, no, this shit's hard as a bitch. Yeah. So I'm going to pawn the baby off on my my mom. Yeah. And I don't know that just people, not everyone needs to be a parent, you know? Not everybody needs to be a parent, but it seems like that's the trend. Everybody is having a baby. And I, I want to say one more thing about losing friends whenever you're pregnant, because it's like um, some of the friends that I not necessarily lost, but kind of drifted away from when I was pregnant, they aren't parents. And so they didn't really, I don't know, they didn't, they're just different priorities. And I, I didn't expect them to have the same priorities as me, but it's the friends that, yeah, you, you can still be doing like whatever you want. I'm not expecting you to stop partying and just come hang out with boring old pregnant Chelsea every day. But when you treat someone shitty, 
I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's edit that out. <laughs> no, I mean, I get what you're saying. I feel like uh, when you're having when you're pregnant and you're over here being like like it's hard to be on cloud fucking nine when you have people who when you have fakes in your circle man like you can't just be out here having like fake ass friends in your circle when you're about to have the greatest thing ever happened to you in your whole life because at one point you're right. you start to realize like wow these are this is my child this is who i'm supposed to be molding i can't exactly have you know drunk ass whoever hang right. out with my kids and yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it goes back to like a mean girls type of thing, because sometimes friends will be like, oh, you used to be fun. There was an episode on um, Sex in the City, I will say. And on that episode, it was like a girl was pregnant and she was just like really trying to hold on to the fact that she's like still a partier. She's still this girl. She's still who this is. And in a sense, I feel like we all stay who we were. We all have like that bone in our body that makes us like whoever we were. We were fun as a bitch. We used to jump off of houses into pools type shit. But yeah, <laughs> at one point there is beauty in the growth and there is like, it's, it's a beautiful experience to just like wake up one day and be like, you know, I really don't need to do all that. Like I'm fine yeah. putting on my slippers, running out in the living room and hanging out with my baby or my kids or my whatever, because even though all of us at one point were fun as hell, it just changes. I think the fun shifts. It's not that we're not fun anymore. It's just that like our experiences have like molded us into different people. Yeah. And you find different things that make you who you are. You start to, after you have a baby, you start to like slowly find yourself again. I mean, especially with when you're breastfeeding, I feel like you're, you're pregnant and your body is not really yours. Your head is not really yours. And then you're breastfeeding and your body really isn't yours. And you just have to slowly, I mean, I'm still I think you're pregnant for like two years. Because like when you're breastfeeding, you're still pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. It's still the hormones and the, just the baby using your body for it's Yeah, you, you you aren't, um, I don't know. I don't feel like you are, uh, you're not done being pregnant. Like once your baby comes, it's just like, all right, round two. Like now it's time to start breastfeeding every single hour of every single day. Make sure that you're taking care of your baby. Yep. You're not your own no. yet. And I don't feel like you become your own. I don't know. For a while. I, I don't think you become your own for a while. It took me, a, it took me after my son, but like, I don't know. With, with having my son, it was a different experience because I lost my dad so early. But with having my yeah. daughter, I don't feel like I even became like myself until last summer which is when she was like about 18 months old and I was starting to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember I really do like this stuff or I really do like reading or I like, you know, having my mind occupied by other things other than this. Right. So I don't know. I feel like there's, there's just so many ins and outs to this whole experience. And that's why I feel that, this podcast may or may not be cool. Like, I feel like um, <laughs> some people will listen and be like, yeah, I, I feel that. And some it. people may listen and be like, what the fuck is she talking about? This, my pregnancy was great. Life is great. If that's the case, then this what? is it for you. And that is, that is okay. <laughs> it's just a couple of gals getting on here and talking motherly experiences for 30 to 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I think it'll be good. I think if, I think for the people that do relate, it'll be a really good thing. 
for the moms that are like us. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I had one friend who, when I was pregnant with both my kids, um, I had one friend who she was always there for me. Um, she has four kids. And she, when I was having my first one, I was telling her like, oh my God, like I'm about to have a baby, blah, blah. She's all like, well, you've got this because you got a pretty good support system, blah, blah, blah. And um, when it came to like having the baby, she was always like, she always had my back as far as like all these crazy ass feelings that I was feeling. And then yeah, when it came to having my daughter and like, she knew that she was about to be like way worse. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. It was just, it's just something about having somebody who is willing to be there for you or listen to you that changes everything. And so I kind of hope that this, us talking and whatnot will bring other moms like to feel like they have somebody to talk to. And so. And that was kind of our um, entire goal with the lonely mom movement is that exactly right there. And for every mom of every age group, like I'm, I'm sure there's still struggles with having grown oh, kids, yeah. you know? I do yeah. feel like um, people, period, people, I mean, I was just thinking this the other day, like, yeah, I'm struggling right now, but I just can't imagine like when I'm going to be struggling in the future, like far in the future, struggling with my kids leaving home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, it's just... No. I think that the whole experience as a mom is just heart wrenching. Like you, right. you struggle when Gosh. they're young, and then you struggle when they're in the middle, and then you struggle at the end. And it's just, and, and even when it is the end, it's not even the end. You're still like waiting for them to make you grandparents. <laughs> yeah, and then you're a grandparent, and it's a whole new experience, love, yeah. struggle, stress. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's. It is. It really is. But it's okay to complain and it's okay to not be having it's okay to not be having the best fucking time of your life. You know what I mean? Like and that's where I think that um talking about motherhood, you're supposed to be like, This is all apples and rainbows, man. This is great. This is great. But at the same time, like sometimes it's not so fucking great. You know, sometimes it's a bummer. And I, I hate that stigma of like like whenever you complain and people are like yeah but it's beautiful you're a mom like yes I I know I get that right but at the same time like you got to complain we're still humans we're still humans that have feelings struggles and anxiety yeah feelings yeah like we're not out here to just um be somebody's mom and move on like we you still have like you need to still have like a sense of individuality or feelings you know And I think that's what makes good moms. That's what makes my grandma told me meet a happy mom and exactly. a happy baby. Um, my grandma told me yeah. once, she said, uh, the first time that you know you're a good mom is if you're wondering if you're a good mom. And right. so, I yep. mean, yeah. I just feel like yeah. as long as yeah. I'm concerned with am I a good mom, then I should yeah. be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with that because it's like the either there's like the, you know, arguments, formula, breastfed, this or that and the babies are co-sleeping or not and blah, 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 all the options and everything, especially when they're really little, like neither one of them are. It's not like I'm going to pick. I'm going to breastfeed my baby because I don't care right. about her. You know, like either decision that you make is because you care about right. your kid. Yep. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. So it doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. I just feel like. Um, I just feel like my kids are going to run into this room right now. 
<laughs> I just feel like that it's I don't know. It may be easy for us to just sit here and be like, oh, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. It might just be like really easy for us because we're pretty like open people to express like our sentiments on this situation. But it may not be so easy for other people. So maybe by them listening, they're like, oh, that is what I'm feeling. And maybe not from like this episode per se, but I do feel like this will reach out to somebody and hopefully in the next coming experiences, we can all just like share. Right. But I'm going to uh, close this one out and close it with I'm glad that we started this. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. And I hope that anyone else needing to vent or have this experience or anything, um, I hope that anybody feeling anything that we're talking about will share that they're feeling this. And um, if they want to, I mean, I'm open to having anybody talk with us. Yeah. And I think if um, this opens the door to you, if you're listening to this and this is opening the door to you, you know, wanting to talk or vent or whatever, and you don't prefer to do it over a podcast, um, Allie and I are always open to you guys reaching out, messaging us, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, We're always there. And I can say firsthand that Allie is probably the best friend when it comes to stuff like this. So don't hesitate to reach out if need be. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely agree. And I um, hope that anybody feeling some type of way, I hope that everyone knows that coming from the Lonely Mom, that you at least are being able to feel the vibe that we are completely open and mm-hmm. completely, uh, we got listening ears, okay? Like, it doesn't even matter when yeah. quarantine yep. is over. If you're still feeling some type of way, just feel free to reach out and let everybody know, not everybody, but me and Chelsea, or if you just feel comfortable with Chelsea, yeah. reach out to Chelsea. If you just feel comfortable with me, you can reach out to me. But either way, I want yeah. everyone to know that this is a completely open book. Like, we have never done any of this before. Yeah. We're just a couple of moms trying to reach out to a bunch of moms. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm going to close it on that note. All right. All right. I'll Sounds talk to you good. soon.